Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, it certainly is powered by Media Stable, but today this podcast is powered by Carmen Braidwood. Thank you, Nick. It's a pleasure to be here powering the podcast. Well, you're going to run it. I'm going to run it. Yeah, Yeah. I'll run things if you like. I'm happy to do that because we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into longevity in business. And that's not because of me. I'm the person who will be asking the questions today and hopefully learning a few things. It's instead because of yourself, Nick, celebrating 10 years of Media Stable. Congrats. Well, thank you, Carmen. And I know this, this is a little self-indulgent, isn't it, really, to on Don't our own justify. podcast. justify. If you can't do it on your own podcast, where else can you? <laughs> yeah, really? Good point. Very Let's good point. Let's be frank. You know, you know, every, if you felt self-indulgent about your content in general, you wouldn't do it. God, God you, you really... you. You cut deep, you cut deep. (laughs) And that's exactly the point why I also wanted to bring in my friend, Tamara Cook, from Known Associates, who just celebrated her 15 years. Hi, hi, and congratulations to you. Say hello again for us. We've had a panel error. Well, I'm the dirty teenager in the room. (laughs) You're only 10, I'm 15, I'm doing all the naughty things. I'm tweeny. I'm a, what, is it a tween? You're a tween. Yeah. You're a tween. You're almost a tween. (laughs) But I think it's a... Look, 10 years I, I was pretty happy with. I, I thought, you know, when I look back on it now, I thought, gee, we'd be lucky to get through six months of this. Why? Um, well, it was partly because I didn't really know if the concept was was right, whether the, the what we were trying to do from the beginning um, was going to work and whether the, the market would resonate with it. But they very quickly did. But if I was to go back 10 years ago and ask, you know, if is this the same business that I was launching back in the day mm. – it's completely different. No, it'd be different because you've had to respond to the actual demands of the the market, surely. Yeah, it, and it has. It's it's changed. But it's not just the business that's changed. Media's changed. My industry's changed. The people that are working within it have changed. And also, too, the the, the, the market, the, the audience, the people that I work with, their attitudes and appetite has changed as well. So I think... Probably, if I was to say straight up from 10 years, it's it's a very different business to what it was when we launched, but it was also to it's, – it's one, I think, that has grown into a, into a place that knows itself, that has understood yeah. and read what the market's after and, uh, and working effectively. Well, you don't make it to 10 years without doing that, and you don't make it to 15 years without having a good sense of self either. So, Tamara Cook, let's bring you in to get your thoughts on how your business, Known Associates Events, is different to what you started out with? Oh my goodness. I didn't even start out to be a businesswoman. I just wanted to throw parties. I was the <laughs> events manager at the Dockers and I just wanted to start up my little side hustle and throw amazing events in Perth and bring a different flavour to um, what was available on the market. And then, I don't know, I was good at it and it got bigger and then I needed an office and then I needed a staff of however many we've got six staff now um yeah all these things came into it I needed a bookkeeper I needed a lot of vodka I needed babysitters <laughs> um yeah it just grew and all of a sudden I was an entrepreneur and company leader of a company director of company director of two companies now 
So, Tamara, just on that, because your children were born around the same time as the start of your business? Yeah, oh, a year later. So right. I started in 07 and Xavier was born at the end of 08. Yeah, similar to mine because mine, yep. mine uh, Media Stable, I've been obviously in business in other places, but yep. uh, Media Stable was born literally uh, just before my second born. So uh, the first one had already been around a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a cool way to do it because the business grows as the babies grow. And when the babies are little, I mean, definitely for me as a mother, I had to give a lot more to the kids. Yep. And so the business was run from home. What are you home. saying? Us dads don't do enough no, around the place. I knew Sleepers. you were going to pick me Look up. Look at that. <laughs> Well, what it probably does say is that you are in a position to create a business around your family and that's probably why it's flourished for both of you because it's in alignment with the things that matter to you. I will say that because I I think when I did, I was working for the man prior and, you know, you're you're restricted in your hours and everything like that. And I think the beauty of starting your own business and particularly in a business that you love working in and an industry you love working in is that you can work around your kids. And the kids are sort of the centre and it's just the peripheral that you get to do your work, but it ends up being your best work. Totally. I don't know about you, but were you ever at the um, school pickup on your laptop in the car waiting for them to come out? Still doing it. <laughs> Still doing it. I'm on phone calls. In fact, my boys know to when they come to the door of the car, they're just checking to see if Dad's on a phone call at yep. all. Well and done. they know how to get in without making a noise as if I'm still in the office sometimes. So it's very good. It's, it's pretty cool. And they understand and know. But you know mm. what? I think the best thing out of it is that they get the most out of it because I get to be mostly with them. Yeah. And I, I do love that. I think that's uh, unique with what we've been able to do with Media Stable. And it's not just my policy. It's a policy I have with all of my staff uh, and my colleagues, I should say. Not staff because you don't use that word anymore. But Your team. My team. Your team? It's yeah. a family-friendly environment. And okay. I, I wanted to carry that on from what I could get out of it and so that they could also get out of it as well. Oh, let's get some value out there for our listener of the Media Stable slash Carmen Braidwood Confidence on Camera podcast that I forgot the name of. The Experts podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to it. I just love being here. Um, so better value for our listener who tends to be a person in business or an entrepreneur or someone who's in an academic space who wants to get some media exposure. What are the things that you've each learnt from your you know, respective years in business? And, and I'll go with Tamara first. What would you say is one of the key things you've taken away from the last 15 years? Be a family, and Nick kind of reflected on this as well. It, you treat your team as you would like to have been treated yourself when you were working for somebody else. So our known associates is very much a family. I love my team like I love my kids. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Just as much um, because you spend so much time with them and you really truly, when you put in everything to get them, not get the most out of them, to make their lives better, better, Mm -hmm. then you get that back in absolute droves. A lot of people say this kind of stuff, Tam. So what are some of the the practical things that you've actually implemented that make your staff experience one of family? Uh, They they have a lot of autonomy. I think this is reflected our businesses, Media Stable and Known Associates are quite similar in that way that you're not breathing down people's necks to make sure they're clocking in and clocking out at a certain time. As long as they're getting the job done, Mm. you're giving them the responsibility to um, get what needs to be done for the client in their own time. And sometimes that is, you know, 
odd hours and they, they don't have to, as long as they've got their laptop and their phone and they can get the work done, it doesn't matter if you're sitting in an office environment or sitting on a beach in Bali, as long Fantastic. as they can get it done. Not that any of them have taken advantage of that <laughs> so far, but I think that um, part of our office is we're a very creative team. So we sit down together and we come up with all these weird and wonderful um, designs for events and experiences and we do that in a collaborative way. So. Mm-hmm. As, as much as they have a lot of flexibility, we love being together because we can just yeah. get together and, and come up with a, all these ideas and bounce them off each other. And so generally, generally, we're in the same room a lot yeah. because we're family and we love each other. And, and traditionally. And because you want to be. And that's, exactly. yeah. that's the crazy thing, isn't it? Isn't it a, like a workforce or a workplace that you actually want to be? in the mm. same place. And I think COVID also, you know, sort of enhanced that a little bit as well because when we were separated, we didn't realise how much we actually depended on our colleagues yeah. and, and our friends. And and I love the way you describe that, uh, Tam, because it's it's sort of that I, I, I walk past your office regularly and, and note that with your team because it's they do genuinely mm. want to come in and and be a part of it. And, and, and a very similar at Media Stable too. We do maybe three or four days of the week we're all in together, but, um, you know, those other couple of days we've, we're able to be uh, working on our own and doing our own thing. And we miss each other as well. And I guess another thing that we do, Carmen, is we've mm. got a chat group. In fact, we've got two, one through Instagram and one through WhatsApp. And, and then w- there's the third one you don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> the one the boss is excluded I'm from. I'm sure that's not what's happening. <laughs> but even then, like, you know, sometimes when I'm out and about and I experience something good in my life, my non associates chat group is the first one I tell wow. because yeah. they're, they're, they're my buddies. They're like family. So, yeah, it's, it, yeah. Make it a family. All right, that's your key learning if we're asked and put on the spot for 15 years of business. For yourself, Nick, 10 years of business, what would you say is a key learning for you? Oh, I think it's, well, to be able to adapt and change and to be flexible is a fir- first a mindset that you need to have as a business owner. I think if you don't walk into that uh, with that, you, you will fail uh, because I've made more mistakes than I've made uh, then I've made successful wins. So that, that I'm, I'm conscious of and I know it all the time. But I, I think just to be adaptable and to be able to change. But the best piece of advice I ever got, and it's funny, I got it from John Hughes. John Hughes just over the causeway. John Shepparton Hughes, Road, Victoria Park. Road, Park. I, I interviewed him for a community television station and I said, John, what's what's the key to your success? You know, yeah. what are the three things or what are, th- what are the things he said? Good finance, good legals mm-hmm. and good people. And it's like, you know, that's what he lives by. And, and it was a mantra. I thought, oh, that is, that's something I'm, I'm always going to, 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 to work with. And, and league by legal and finance, I think more accounting and bookkeeping sort of yeah. side. So, Tam, you, you mentioned it. Oh, no, I'm a business owner now. I've got to get into you know, a bookkeeper and all that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Having good people around you and knowing how business works and operates because you can't do it all yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're the, you're the, you might be the CEO, you might be the MD, but – you know, you can't be expected to run everything no. yourself and run it exceptionally well. It so, won't be sustainable in, at all, yeah. in the least. Mind you, John Hughes might also add a fourth one there, never, ever retire. Do you see yourself oh. working your business still when you're oh, in your 80s? That's a good question. I don't know. I, I think 
I, I think I've always probably for the 10 years that we've been working is I, I just feel like I haven't actually worked a day in my life. Wow. And that is just mm. incredible in that I, I, I love what I do. Um, it's mm. I love, and to, to Tam's point around her staff and her pe- colleagues, her people is that I love getting in there and seeing my people and catching up with them because you're right, they're just as important as your family members because you see them just as often. But uh, I've never felt like I've actually worked a day in my life. So this is, and well, particularly over the last ten years, um, it's it's been great. So uh, yeah, that makes me feel good about what I'm doing because I do often catch myself saying things like "back when I was working" or "back when I still had a job." Like now, yeah. I really don't feel like I have a job at all. Nice, which is such a good feeling, isn't totally. it? Uh, okay, now something my dad told me once about people, you know, and hiring is that you always hire people who are better than you. Do you think mm. there are people in each of your teams who could one day? just do the thing themselves? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the yeah. current people working with me, not the ones that left, by the way. Um, <laughs> <now, laughs> oh, sting. No, I've, I, look, the thing is I, I take great pride in watching the people that ha- I have worked with to yeah. go on and do bigger and better things. Um, I, I get upset when they haven't done it or done it the proper way. But mm. the people around me, I, yeah. hire, I hire the better people. You know, they've got to be better at it than me because that's what I'm hiring them to do. Um, yeah. I, I want, you know, when I f- first found out, you know, to get hold of John Salvana, he was the program director at 6PR, mm. okay? He made an adjustment on his LinkedIn profile and saying, and I just picked up on it and saw what's going on here? You know, I gave him a, gave him a call and said, you, you haven't touched that in 10 years. What are you doing? He said, oh, the things are going on. I said, let's have a chat. He's yeah. the best at the business. He's the yeah. best in the business running around. I wanted the best in the business. I couldn't afford him at all, but we made it work and we made it happen. And he's, you know, six years on now, uh, he is much as media stable as I am. And he's very fun. Yeah, he's oh god, and he's you got very you, you, fun. You got the fun out of him at your fifteenth birthday. I know. I'll tell we, the story. We There'll saw be a lot of radio heads who love this story. What do you got for us? <laughs> I can only say what goes onto it stays onto it. Well, it goes to the tequila bar. Stays at the tequila oh. bar is what I should say. But we saw a different side of John Salvander that. Yeah, we don't see every day in the office here. <laughs> oh, he's going to so love that. Oh, <laughs> that was very well brilliant. diplomatically put, I mm, think. But I feel exactly the same. Like you you hire people. The people that I've got in Known Associates now, they do things that I don't even know how to do anymore. So the business has grown beyond me and now I'm just doing the like doot, doot, doot behind the scenes kind of BDM and they do the doing and the creating and a lot of that. So I feel out of the loop half the time because yes, they are better than me. And, awesome. and, and in the early days, because you were doing everything, you felt like you had some form of control. And I think when you mature as a business though, you start to like, well, give the control to your people. And when they've got it, they feel better about what they're doing and they feel empowered, mm. uh, ready to also develop and be bigger at, at better at what you do. And, and as you say there, Tam, it's just sort of be the figurehead in the way that they just need your help and support. They need a bit of business coming through, um, you know, get that and make that work for you because they are good at what they do. Absolutely. And, and the minute you start to micromanage... They're out the door. All right, let's do the this is your life kind of vibe. Mm. Look back on some highlights of things that have actually happened for each of you. I'm going to stretch this question out so you've each got time to really think of something. I'm going to ask for a mistake, like something that, you know, if you wish you could have a crack at it again, what you would do differently. And then an amazing thing, like the thing that you're still to this day super proud of. 
All right, can I go straight to the super proud? Yeah, of course. It's right. probably the easier one to answer. One, one of them actually is she's sitting across from me right now is Tamara Cook, uh, that front page in the West Australian. And I, I mentioned in a podcast previous to this, Tam, is that it was one of the highlights of my 10 years working at Media Stable. Oh, you're making me blush. Is putting you, well, putting you on the front page, but the, the topic that you covered. Mm-hmm. And it was such an important topic that needed to be uh, talked about. And I think, um, you know, Media has a lot of its a lot of challenges in it in its audience, its numbers, the people, the way that it talks, it communicates, its bias, etc. But that was such an important story to be told. I'll let you tell that a little bit in a, in a minute. Um, biggest mistake I ever made. I think sometimes I was in the early days a little bit too focused on um, the results, the the financial results, mm. etc. As as most are, they feel the pressure of. Uh, of feeding your family. Feeding the family. No, not so much that. I had I, my wife was a great support for what I did, and you know she was allowing me to be where I I needed to be and where I needed to get to. But it was more around the people around you. I I, I blossomed and matured as a as a, a boss, um, in a way that I sort of understood and calmed down a little bit as opposed to being so hyper in. So the way I let go a few of my staff members in the past wasn't I'm not completely proud of. Um, recently no not an issue at all but it's just you know th- that's uh, that's something that I'm, I'm i'm quite i think i've matured and uh, and learned from my mistakes good on you humble fantastic mm. all right then a a good thing a good and thing a- um probably the office i'm going to start with because it's, it's probably double edged i should have done it a lot earlier but getting the first office space that thanks very to exciting. lush and media stable inviting me into this beautiful creative hub that we have now also media stable than lush but anyway <laughs> it's, it's okay <laughs> no and bias and dl social is in with us as well and <laughs> yeah. it's brilliant we've got the best little creative hub in Perth. So true, so we, true. Great businesses bounce off, ideas off each other and um, just expand the whole, like each office is expanded by being in unison. So I love that. That was a real highlight. Um, probably a mistake I made was the opposite of what Nick is saying is when I first started, I was all about, and this is going to sound weird, but I was all about community and all about giving back and I didn't pay myself a salary for almost 10 years. Yeah. And what? Yes, yeah. it's it happens true. very common it, in female led businesses as well. I don't yeah. know if that's necessarily why, but it is common. Uh, I think you're probably right. I, just scared to take that salary and scared to charge too much and eventually I put on my girl, big girl pants and went, "No, I can do this." And everything changed, obviously. I went 2 years without a salary. But nine. that was 9. 9. Wow. Holy moly. Yeah. Is this is this common? Yeah, yeah, like Carmen said. I was at a conference with all female founders uh, only on Thursday and hands went up. Who didn't pay themselves, you know, for five years or more? And there was still easily 60% of the room had hands wow. up. Wow. Yeah. yeah. With a salary. I mean, obviously there were there were kickbacks and, you know, mm. I definitely didn't lose money after the first 12 months. But, mm-hmm. um, in fact, I didn't lose money in the first 12 months. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, very good. But, yeah, no salary for nine years. Wow. Right. That's oh, that's incredible. I mean, that's an incredible insight to also businesses that are you know you need to be putting that forward now. Please tell me you're paying yourself superannuation as well. 
oh my god, well, everything's happening now. Yeah, god. <laughs> everything's but happening I, I tenfold think, now. I think super is one of those ones that you sort of can say, all right, I'll put that aside because the business you sort of see your business as your superannuation policy. But yeah, I guess no. So. Yeah. But it's also a mindset shift that needs to happen around not people pleasing and just being more able to say, hey, this is what I'm worth, and that's what you'll pay. Exactly. People yeah. do. People respect that when you finally have that. You know, you nurry up and say it. Well, if there's a message. If there's a message to all business owners out there today, pay yourself first. And I do that now. I've, I, you're right. I've, I've now th- look back. I used to pay all my staff first before yep. I paid myself. Yep. But if it's just a mindset to say, hey, I'll pay myself first because if I can't pay myself, how the hell can I run a business? Yeah. Great yeah. book called Profit First. I love it. Like, right. All right okay. then. Okay, Profit First. That's a good book recommendation. Are you a book guy? Never. I read a book once. It was an incredible <laughs> experience. Um, was it the Known Associates 2022 lookbook? Oh, I tell you what, that lookbook, it was a, it was very easy on the reading uh, <laughs> and very easy on the optic nerve, just quietly. But uh, no, I, fe- I think I featured at page uh, 94 of the 96 book, uh, 96 page book. But uh, yeah, no, very good. Uh, not a big reader, but I listen to a lot of radio. I re- read a lot of newspapers, mastheads, etc. I've never really taken on a lot of advice from that side, but I have a great mentor in uh, my old boss, Peter Maher, uh, from, from Reheim days, and uh, I sort of look to him if I've got any questions or, or if I want to you know, bounce stuff off him. So mentors are my thing, not so much books. Mm. Any mentors for you? Any shout-outs you'd like to make at this juncture to people who might be listening? Ros Worthington. Rosie. Love her so much. She And she's probably the reason I didn't pay myself a salary for nine years as well because she's all about giving and giving back. Yep. But um, oh, she instilled some beautiful values in me about investing in people and investing in the right thing to do. I still remember the first day I met Ros Worthington. And she just has that impact on you. She does. And I would imagine more so, obviously, with you, with the, with the trip and the journey that you've taken. But, yeah, today, still all the time in the world for, for you know what? I, and I think the thing is about Ros Worthington, if you don't know about her, look her up and read her story, is that she takes the time with you no matter who you are. Like I did the same thing, met her for the first time, and we had a half-hour conversation where she actually detailed to me, you know, what she does and why it's so important in this world. So mm. it does make a difference, and you never forget it, like you said. Mm. All right, then, well, uh, have I covered all the bases here on the – the, the learnings and the key takeaways and the highs and the lows, the book recommendations of a 10-year business owner, a 15-year business owner. Yeah, I think the only thing we need to go to is what, what's the next 10 and what's the next 15 yeah. look like? And look, from, for, from a media-stable perspective, um, I just feel like we've only just started. And again, um, I don't want to harp on the fact that I've, you know, feel, don't feel like I've actually worked a day in my life, but, you know, sometimes it is, it is hard work. Um, but... The next 10 years is, is quite exciting because it's no longer I'm fighting to stay alive as a business or, you know, those first early years. I mean, I remember a time I had to put two bank accounts together so that I could just get my car out of the car park at the airport yeah, well. because we had nothing. <laughs> and I'm going, right, this is how do you do this? But now less less a worry. But I think now I feel like we're, we're, we're just making ways and 10 years in, you know, that's a long time, but it it's also a very short time. You're building an empire. I well, can feel it. You can. You just. We just. We just feel like we're getting it right. But we never ever. You know. Would get arrogant enough to think that we we know it all. Mm. And it's a continual learning space. This. 
and a, and a developing and emerging space. And I think that would apply for everyone that's listening to this, that whatever industry that you're working in or, or how you're building your business, mm-hmm. it, it, the appetite to continue to learn and be better at it only improves the business that you're working in. Well, lay something down. What? Let's actually put something away in the time capsule vault. <laughs> if I were to look you up in, in another 10 years, Nick, what do you hope is actually happening? Well, as president of Australia, what I would like to think that, <laughs> Carmen, is that uh, we're doing pretty well as a country. We've just taken over uh, Indonesia. No, um, look, I just hope that we're uh, you know we're, we've we've built a business that uh, have people that still love and work within the industry. I hope that the media industry itself remains uh, as important and as strong as it is mm. right now, because I think it plays such an important role, not just in the storytelling uh, of of human beings, but uh, keeping us informed, educated, entertained. Keeping the bastards honest as well from time to time. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I would hope that we're just, uh, you know, keeping and doing the right thing by the clients that we've uh, that have trusted us to tell their stories. Um, that that would be a, a big win for me. Tamara, nice. fifteen years from now, what what's next for Known mm. Associates? And yeah, put something into the time capsule. I would hope that all the key people that I've got in the team at the moment, who I adore, have support underneath them. So they've got their own little teams, mm. and so they've built themselves to to that level, and that we are in a much bigger office that has a crèche attached to it, so Ooh. they can come in with their babies. We're a female led office. We do have one. You'll have your grandkids coming in. Won't I you? want Known Associates. Associates babies. <laughs> I just want them and I want to be semi retired so I can look I wanna work in the crash. <laughs> Oh, how ah. lovely. <laughs> Wonderful. But Baby yeah, well, I, want, I just want to be um, creating bigger and better and more cutting edge events and just blowing the socks off um, our clients in Western Australia and the rest of the country because we are doing national events now. Look at the work Certainly benefits are. that come with Known Associates. You've got your own crash. And uh, <laughs> not only. And Nana, Nana Tam. And Nana Tam. <laughs> Look at that. That's unreal. Maybe Auntie Tam. Auntie not, Tam? Not, not quite Nana, Nana yet. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I do have, I have noticed a theme at the conferences I'm going to lately, the podcasts I'm listening to, a lot of employers really talking up how good it is to work for them. Is, there, is it not possible to get a job with either of you right now or should anybody <laughs> listening, you know, reach out to you for any roles in particular? Well, uh, well we, we are actually, we're probably looking at Adelaide. We're going to be looking uh, for more in Melbourne. So that that's definitely um, our developing area. Um but before we dive too deep into that, though, Carms, because you're what are you? You're three years in now. Yeah, is this it? is my third year. I yeah. would say, yeah. And and yeah. how are you? Are you feeling? Did you sense any of the things that we've just talked about there? Have you yes. felt those? The responsiveness, yep. you know, acknowledging that my idea of what I thought people needed wasn't necessarily what people needed. And once I started listening to what people needed, that's when the growth really kicked off for me. So yep. that would probably be my early learning. I would also agree that the finances. This is the first year or 12 months I've really had to get my ducks in a row with finances and I still have a lot to learn and a lot to understand uh, and I can see why so many businesses don't make it through this phase. You know, I've probably been pretty lucky that I come from a generally, you know, privileged upbringing and a privileged situation and that I had a good job before I went into this so I had some savings to fall back on but if I'd been out there just trying to do it myself, I probably wouldn't have made it. Can I just make an observation then? Because, I mean, you as a person, I think you have been significant, not just in your business and the development over the last three years, but you as a person have really developed and built it because people want to work with you. 
And That's if they, my goal. And if they don't want to work with you, they want to support you or get around you as well. Because yeah. I, I, I'm su- of all the businesses I've seen in recent times, the amount of people that are around you, you keep people you keep your network very strong and you keep it and and they all adore you and i think that's uh, to your credit is a it's more around your personality and who you are as a business person so well done to you thank you well thank you i appreciate that i mean with all of my two years under my belt i'm really happy to share my wisdom with you well you say <laughs> that it was based on luck but it's also mm. based on a lot of hard work which is yeah. credit to you yeah absolutely well um yeah i think that that's probably the things that i really resonate with most and the idea of hiring a team, like already I have, you know, a an online business manager and I even said to her today, I'm still really rubbish at this delegation thing. That's yeah. the thing I know that is going to be the journey moving forward for me, learning how to do that. Well, and then you won't know yourself after that. No. Once you've done it, you'll be like, why didn't I do this two years ago? Yes. Yeah. And, and I think it, it is, you've got to be sometimes a bit brave just to, just to go out and do that because, you know, you're responsible for someone else mm. uh, financially as well as, you know, management, mm. et cetera. It's, it's, it, it is a big take, but the yeah. biggest mistake sometimes, the biggest risk is not to take that risk sometimes and uh, yep. you've got to go and do it. Um, I don't want to wind us up because it's it's sort of been a very self-indulgent uh, podcast. <laughs> Media Stable 10 Enjoying years. this time. Known associates of 15 years. I want to go for another three or four hours, but we've got to wind it up. Um, thanks, Carms, for uh, for quizzing us on this. Cause, my pleasure. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm very proud of my team for 10 years and uh, and I probably didn't, it, I didn't, it didn't occur to me until the birthday or the party that we had uh, down at the Oxford in Leaderville and the people that were there uh, and the conversations that were had, and, and it was just the, it was beautiful, and uh, no, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, sorry, I, I ditched you guys for the beach at Broome. Yeah, too. that's okay. And, and, and sorry, I ditched you for uh, where was I? Queenstown, New Zealand. You're in the, <laughs> you're on the slopes in New Zealand, so you two didn't turn up. But I tell you what, um, we were there in spirit. Oh, you totally. W- you were, and and it was and it was special because um, you know you, you sometimes you just don't take a moment just to reflect back, and it was the most nervous I have ever been. Nick. The most nervous I have ever been going to an event or anywhere. I've done wow. I've done 28 Meet the Medias around the country, mm. and I have never felt like I did the way I walked up to that party because everyone in that room is someone I cared about, yeah. someone who I cared what they thought about what we do and who I am. How and do you feel your speech went? Oh, it was terrible. I made the greatest <laughs> mistake ever. <laughs> I, I think I made a reference to my first wife. And, oh, I don't even wow. have – I've only got one wife and I've oh. only ever had one. Oh, my God. I'm, well, I'm, let me tell you, I, I got – my mother was in the room at yeah. mine and at the end of speeches she said, do you know I spent a good part of six months working on your legal things when you first started? Oh. And I went, I know, Mum. I couldn't thank everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> I really appreciate you. She's like, oh. Waiting for her thank you in the crowd. See, yes. the pressure on those kinds of events can be But it huge, all goes huh? out of your head. The, yeah. the, and there's another message to everyone. You can't please everyone uh, and you can't thank not everyone. Not your wife or your mother, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I really wanted to get under a rock when I said that. And every, oh. But I've got to say the laughs were really good and it, and it did add to the entertainment. Well, but. there's a final lesson really to, to wind up on. Not the be careful not to upset your family members, which I think is implied. <laughs> it's it's more that reflection process. If you if you don't find there is a reflection process in your business, maybe it's worth implementing one or find something that will force you to do it, like an event or an awards process or something like that. Good True. call. Well yep. done. Very Thank good you. advice. Thank you, Calms. Good uh, talk, eh? Should we finish it up there? Is yeah. It, geez, you're not you're not very you're just as bad at finishing this up as I am. <laughs> I just feel just like my off. role is um it's a bit undefined, but I'm the in charge person. Yeah, you got you got to okay. sign us off. 
We'll see you next time we talk to another uh, expert or another media here on the Experts Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.